We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome all to football heaven, or as we like to call it, Week seven of the NFC East feast coming off of a wild week in the division where we had upsets, controversy, uh, clutch performances. John, we had a little bit of everything the NFL has to offer. Oh, man, it was an exciting week, dude. It was nice to see, uh, you know, all of our teams kind of get back in a stride here. Um, I told you pre-pod I got a chance to to uh, catch up on on our recording from last week, and I was just laughing to myself because this league just when you whenever you think you know like what's going on in the league, you get humbled, and uh, and it was yeah, just absolutely. Yeah, what like, a great. I was week uh, listening to some sports talk radio today, and they were making the point that like you know the more the more we think we know, like you said, we we know nothing, and especially like the first five to six weeks of the NFL is kind of a mirage because like right now we're going to talk about the Miami Dolphins later, but like the Dolphins, mm-hmm. they look great. They're fast. But you know, last year in the AFC championship, when it was the Bengals versus the chiefs, it was about 15 miles per hour with a 20 mile per hour gust of wind. So like a lot of these teams that look great right now, it's going to be post Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's a whole nother league, but for now we can only go off the information uh, that, we, that we have. Absolutely. And the information that I have is that my Dallas Cowboys are back on track. Gentlemen, I want to start off with a Monday night football. How about them Cowboys? But actually, I'm going to bury them here for a few minutes because despite a gut, a gutsy victory, a gutsy victory, I'm proud of the Cowboys. Um, since 2021, following a loss, the Dallas Cowboys are 10 and one. So they're they're a resilient group, especially coming off of uh, a beatdown by the 49ers. Uh, the last 19 teams to lose to the 49ers also lost the week after because they're so physical they, they take it out of you so i'm proud of the cowboys for going on the road getting a tough win on monday night but what i saw from this team particularly the coaching staff who i've been very critical of mike mccarthy 11 more penalties we had a special teams blunder where um Kevante turpin gets ran into and then jalen tolbert thinks that turpin touched it long story short the chargers get the ball in a short field score a touchdown strange clock management again for Mike McCarthy at the end of the first half, there's eight seconds left and we've got two timeouts. I mean, do you not trust Dak Prescott to not throw an interception? We we don't take one shot at the end zone. Like I thought my TV was like glitching. All of a sudden there's three seconds left. We kick a field goal. Very strange. And then we try a tush push. Like we are not the Philadelphia Eagles blows up in our face. So a lot of better than the giants to end the first half. Yes, uh, uh, Jeff Lodo is always yeah. joining us. Playing hurt tonight, a little sick, Lodo. We appreciate you. Yep. Uh, but you. the shining knight in armor for my Dallas Cowboys is the much maligned Dak Prescott. I mean, everything was going wrong, and this 
I, I might, I might go get a again? booster shot of the Daxine man. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm back and forth with this guy. Like, uh, I like this is one of I think his best games. Like his numbers were were good, not great, but a lot of third downs where he ha- he's having to create plays. The the sixty yarder to Tony Pollard that really changed the mom- momentum of that game was was all Dak Prescott. He had a nice thirty yard rush touchdown. Nice to see him use his wheels there for a change. But I mean, when the whole world was was on Dak Prescott this week, you turn on any sports talk show. First things first, undisputed, first take, the herd. Everybody was coming down on Dak, and he comes out of national television and he impressed the hell out of me. John, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I think like you said, Dallas Cowboys played a really, really, I think, well-rounded game against a competitive opponent, which you wanted to see them do, and Dak in particular. I mean. You know, it felt a little bit ominous at first. I don't know how you were feeling. I don't think I started texting you at that point in time. But that first touchdown yeah. by the Chargers looked a little too easy. Um, I think your Cowboys stuttered uh, on the first couple of drives. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. I, I was right. Kellen Moore coming out party for uh, or, or revenge game. And then the Cowboys really settled in and, and played a solid game. Um, I thought it was pretty telling. It's always funny when you watch Jerry uh, in, like, pregame interviews and stuff he'll give you little sly notes, which makes you always kind of that reminder that Jerry does pull some strings, uh, you know, when it comes to game days and he could not help, but, but talk about how, you know, they needed to get CD lamb the ball and Dak did a really good job of that. Um, you know, CD lamb looked really good. Um, 117 yards. Obviously I think that's his biggest game of the season so far. So, um, that's a huge boost. Finally, Brandon cooks comes alive. You were asking, you were, yeah, you were, where's Waldo in him last week? Um, he gets in the end zone for a touchdown. One of my favorite plays, though, because it just had everybody fooled, was that uh, fourth and one yeah. where Dak tucks it and runs. And I just, I was like, oh, man, they got stuffed, dude. And then next thing you know, before, he's already scoring the touchdown before I even realized he had the ball. So I, I think it's a great morale booster. You mentioned the Cowboys are very good, um, you know, after a loss like that. Um, so to bounce back, it, it just restores confidence, I think, in your team. Um, the chargers, man, they're just, it was while I'm watching the game, I'm thinking to myself, the chargers are so much like the Cowboys, uh, at least recently, there's just so much potential on that team and they just find a way to lose these close games or they just blunt. It's just a blunder. You know, it seems like way too often. It's crazy, but I mean, Brandon Staley might be like the California keto diet version of Mike McCarthy. That, that guy might be a garbage head coach. Like he, <laughs> he is a defensive coach. He came from the Rams defense and his defense sucks. Like right. Justin Herbert, anybody could win with Justin Herbert. He's a, he's a elite top tier NFL quarterback. Austin Eckler came back in this game, although we shut him down. Very good run defense by the Cowboys. Keenan Allen, although he's Very been injured well. on and off yeah. the past couple of years, looks like he's back to being a top 10 wide receiver. The offensive line struggled a little bit in this game for uh, Los Angeles, but that could have been, you know, just that talented rotation of pass rushers for Dallas. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that if the Chargers go into, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas time, and they're not in the playoff picture, if the owner of the Chargers, I believe that's the Spanos family, doesn't kick Staley out the door and maybe see, hey, Kellen yeah. Moore. You want to try to be a head coach because, you know, you've been getting all these interviews. So I could see that happening. But, oh, yeah, wow. I'm happy, proud of Dak. 
happy the Cowboys got the win, but but part of me just thinks that this was two bad coaches battling it out, and one of them just flubbed the game worse. So, regardless, you know, we got to take a a, a, a yeah. Monday night victory. Luz, you got any thoughts on this game? Who's that Asian chick that kept showing on the TV? Oh Chargers gosh. fan. The they most passionate. Her like forty times. <laughs> yeah, like dude, like, I was watching. I, I watched. I watch McAfee pretty regularly and uh, they actually had her on yesterday and they keep going back and forth on whether or not she's like a yeah. NFL like yeah. actor plant or not. But then they had her on and interviewed her and they were like, oh no, maybe she's not. And then this morning again, new stuff comes <laughs> out. So they're like flip-flopping back and forth. Like, no, I feel like she they was got like dude, a, was really one of the fun. players' wives yeah, ladies or like who she was. No, just, just a passionate fan match. No. She was she's into it. Season man. ticket holder. And Troy, Troy Aikman um, and Joe Buck, woman. uh, did a great job, man. Just hearing, being able to watch the Cowboys and have Joe and Troy call them, it it makes it more special for for me. Go ahead, Les. I'm sorry to to interrupt. Yeah, big big win by the Cowboys. Um, you know, I feel kind of bad for Justin Herbert. Yeah, the guy's getting paid, but I think he's like 27 and 27 as an NFL starter. Or yeah, 27 and 28 now. I mean, I'd say 80 percent of those are one score games. It's just it's crazy. No, he did. No, it wasn't one of his game, best though. games. He, that was he's not one. Really of his best limited performances. the turnovers this year. He really hasn't turned the ball over much, and his defense. Yeah, yeah. And I like to see his his athletic, just man. cannot like to see get stops. Again. Yeah. And they other got, than that, dude, yeah, big win. Big Joey win Bosa, Derwin James, they got some. Do they pay a lot of money for that defense? And yeah, Khalil mm-hmm. Mack, but Khalil not Mack. no results. Yes, Derwin James yeah. costed them. Some big, yeah. big helmet to helmet, man. Very penalties. careless stuff um, by the yeah. Chargers. So they got some soul searching to do. Um, but after this game, Dallas Cowboys moved to four and two, and because the Philadelphia Eagles suffered a loss at the hands of the goddamn Jets, the Eagles dropped to five and one. My Dallas Cowboys go into a bye week now. Only one game out of first place with still two games to play against the Eagles. So everything's still at hand for the Cowboys. But let's talk about Philly. Uh, first of all, Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts in this game. Three interceptions. Sounds a lot like what Dak Prescott did last week. One of them, they had the lead with under two minutes left. He throws an interception. And by the way, guys, the New York Jets did not have Sauce Gardner or DJ Reed. Their top two corners, possibly the best duo of corners in this league, were out with concussions. And Jalen's throwing three picks. One of the worst games I've seen him play. I know he had, as always, 70 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. And um, I was off on my A.J. Brown stats last week. I got him right this week, John. His fourth straight game with 125 yards or more receiving first uh, Eagle to ever do that in four straight games. And he's got the, the tied for the most in the, in the NFL. So he's doing great, but it kind of made me think as I'm looking at this Philadelphia team, they still seem like they're missing Shane Steichen, their offensive coordinator. Ever since that little sideline blow up that we saw on Thursday night football against the Vikings between Jalen and AJ Brown, it seems like, Although AJ Brown's putting up great fantasy numbers for for my football fantasy football guys, is Jalen maybe concentrating too much on AJ Brown? Is that taking away from the flow of this offense? The Dallas Goddards, the Devontae Smith, whether it's going to be Quez Watkins or Olamide Zacchaeus throwing to uh, Kenneth Gainwell and DeAndre Swift out of the backfield. There's there's a there's a lot of pieces on this Eagles offense that make it churn, and maybe we're focusing too much on Jalen Brown. Um, excuse me, on AJ Brown. And their all-pro right tackle, Lane Johnson, goes down in this game. 
the guy who hasn't allowed a sack in about three years. He's questionable for their game coming up. But, John, I come out of this game still still thinking the Eagles are probably the best team in the division, but I think they took a significant step back to the pack. Yeah, I agree. And I got to say, first and foremost, I got to give my flowers to Luds because uh, I was thinking that this might be an opportunity for the Eagles. To it's a trap! It's completely opposite. Perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like you almost called that to a T, Lud. So it's a nice work there. That's why, like you said last week. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You have the professional. On yes, right? sir. I appreciate it. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I'm glad you made that point, Brian, about the AJ Brown kind of fixation right now. Because if you look at the box score in this 80 yards rushing for this not Eagles good. team, that is not no. the recipe that the Eagles used last year to dominate. And uh, if they continue to get away from that, um, they have plenty of talent, right? And they have two of the best uh, lines, you know, the fronts in the NFL. And that, that's typically a recipe for success. But the run game and the defense, yes, the Eagles have been flashy because of the wide receivers that they have because of Jalen and his rushing ability um, in the past. But it really, truly is the run yes. game, right? I mean, we've talked about that before. And even last year when they had three and four guys involved in that run game. Um, and all of them were just ripping off big runs. But you look at it, DeAndre Swift, 10 rushes for 18 yards, 1.8-yard average. Boston Scott, 2 for 2. Kenneth Gainwell, 2 for 13. Jalen obviously leads the pack, but that's not the recipe that, you know, and, and they had a couple of games like that last year. So, you know, to your point, I don't think that this is uh, any sort of death sentence for Philly or anything like that. But it may just be a reminder that, hey, we have an identity. I agree. Lud, any of your thoughts? And uh, as I, I uh, echo John and gr- great call on this game. To- totally agree there. I think I think they're missing Miles Sanders, to be honest. And True. I don't think Miles Sanders has been having any any gr- kind of great year over in Carolina right now. But Carolina is a dumpster Nobody. fire. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it's I think their defense is carrying that team right now. I, I just hasn't I haven't been impressed with the offense. Even though AJ Brown, as you said, you know he's putting up numbers. He's a good wideout, stuff to stop. But they just don't look the same, and um, you know they got a tough test coming this week, which we'll get into. Yeah, big game. Uh, a couple final things here on the Jets Eagles. This was the first time the New York Jets have beaten the Eagles in the history of their franchise. So like the huge win wow. for the Jets over over there, considering the Jets are That's three insane. and three without Aaron Rodgers. They got some some life breathe into that organization. Happy for Robert Sala and the guys. And Jalen Hurts, uh, seven yeah. interceptions, fellas, after this game mm-hmm. in only uh, six games. He had six interceptions all of last season. He's already eclipsed that total. So mm-hmm. we're see- maybe seeing some chinks in the Jalen Hurts armor. Um, I'll get into my uh, quarterback <laughs> rankings here in a few minutes. But uh, interesting to see the, the, the media, as uh, my guy Micah Parsons said on his podcast, isn't coming down on Jalen as they do Dak Prescott, but I think some of that is just what you get when you wear the star on your helmet. The quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys is always heavily scrutinized. Um, a team that I do not – go ahead. So on the flip side of the ball, it up about, you know, the opportunities here for Zach Wilson to really have a flub and didn't turn the ball over once. Um, I mean, he was sacked five times, but guy did a good job. Playing soft. Did a good job. He did. No, he's playing well. I'm, pr- I'm proud of Zach. Another quarterback, much like Dak Prescott, who has been maligned by the media. Every, you know, everybody th- uh, throwing 
thorns at this guy's side, and uh, somehow he's still able to come out there on Sundays and play a decent football game. So, so hats off to him, and hats off to the Washington Commanders getting a tough road W. They come into Atlanta as the underdog, and they come out with a 24-16 win. Sam Howell, three touchdowns, no turnovers. Great game for Sam Howell. Running game never really got developed for Washington, but Sam leaned on his guys. Uh, Terry McLaurin, they peppered Terry, finally gave them like 11 targets, which they need to do more often. And Curtis Samuel gets in the end zone. I'm sure much to the chagrin of Jay Ludd's, his boy Jahan Don Dotson almost seems to have fallen to third on the depth chart um, as far as wide receivers. Um, in the Washington Commanders defense, forces three turnovers. John, we were talking pre-pod. I love the fact that you guys are getting turnovers because I think that that fires this defense that was once one of the best defenses in the NFL just a few seasons ago. But do you think that that is just because Desmond Ritter is not good, or do you think you're seeing some signs of life from Washington's defense? Yeah, well, that's a, that's kind of a, a tough question because I don't think Desmond Ritter is very good, but they still – let me double-check my number here, but pretty sure they had like 400 yards of total offense still. Yeah, 402 yeah. total yards of offense. So <laughs> while I'm – don't get me wrong, like I'm, I'm absolutely excited and happy about this W. Um, it, it, and, and the turnovers are great, right? You win the turnover battle, it's like 75% chance like the odds are in your favor to win that game. So that's huge. But that doesn't excuse a, a very lackluster performance from the defense. Now I will say it was very clear to me that their game plan was to stop Bijan, um, Bijan Robinson. Um, and they really did. They shut down the rush. Um, so kudos. But uh, Desmond Ritter was out there at times looking like freaking Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Dish. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously he makes a couple of big mistakes, which I think leans to your point, right? Of it, Bad Desmond Ritter, uh, you know, guys that, you know, being in the right place, right time on defense, making the, the turnovers, making the, inter the interceptions. Jamin Davis. Huge kudos to him. I think that was probably one of the biggest moments of his career uh, as a commander at game ceiling interception. Um, so that was awesome. Definitely proud of him. I hope that this is a building block. I mean, I feel like I said this. It was weird because, like, throughout the week, I was feeling like the Eagles' loss was almost more impactful to me than like this win. Like, yeah. And it's like, it feels weird saying that because, you know, a win is a win, especially in the NFL. So um, I said it last week consistency man this team just has to get they have to get more consistent it was awesome seeing terry get the ball i would obviously just like luds i would love to see jahan get more involved i i feel like we have a lot of potential on offense and we're, we're just not there yet but then also it's like we get in a groove and then there are other times in the third and fourth quarter where we're sputtering four different possessions the offense just had to drive take some time off the clock get three points maybe get a touchdown and, and and really kind of put their foot on the throat of the Falcons, and we just couldn't do it. I mean, just three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, it felt like toward the end of the game. And luckily the defense stepped up. Um, crazy stat. I was harping on it last week. It's the talk of all of Commander's media right now. But this this sack, this sacks thing with Sam, dude, this is not sustainable. Yeah. And now, we, now that we've got a larger sample size, PFF has it graded at – uh, 12 of the 34 sacks that Sam has taken, the O-line is responsible for. So that means, yeah, that means the other 22 are on, are on Hal. Um, and I, I think he's such a likable guy that that's why we're kind of excusing this, but 
I said it last week, not sustainable. Like he's got to get this figured out. He's just running into pressure. Like he, it's like, he can't decide whether or not he wants to escape the pocket when he feels pressure or continue to try to build, like get some extra time to, to like complete a pass. And then I feel like he just gets himself into trouble. He's a shorter guy. He puts, as soon as he ducks his head or, you know, brings his eyes down, it's like, it's game over, but not trying to complain. Like I said, very happy with the win. Happy to see that how much uh, they got Terry involved. Um, and hopefully, you know, Bienemy and the offense can continue to build on this. I still don't have a ton of hope uh, for the Jack Del Rio led defense at the moment. Um, no, they, they, they got to kind of prove it to me. Hey, but hey, you guys are, are three and three still in the thick of the wild card mix. You got to be happy. And I wanted to, to shine a light on the NFC special teams player of the week. Good to see Jamison yeah. Crowder. Huge punt return. He's the best punt returner the Washington Commanders have had since. Jamison Crowder was Jameson a punt returner a few years ago. <laughs> so, so we're very happy to see him making plays back um, in the burgundy and gold. Uh, Ludge, you got any thought on the commandos? Yeah, I, could, I actually couldn't agree with John Moore than in that fourth quarter, just seeing Washington go three and out, three and out, three and out. I mean, if you're going up against a, a better team, maybe a better quarterback, there's you guys probably lose that game. Oh, yeah. To be honest. Agreed. So, um, yeah, like like John said, it's, you know, a win in the league is a win in the league, so you can't, can't harp on it too much. You know, win's a win. But, um, yeah, another big win for an East team, and, you know, it's nice to see these standings stay tight. But, yeah, I agree. I think Washington definitely needs to get a little more consistent, uh, especially on offense. You know, one week they're running the ball down somebody's throat. Next week they can't run the ball and rely on Hal. But Hal stepped up. I mean, three three touchdowns. He looked good. Um, Not not much more to say on this game, but I think they do need to play better in that second half. Mm -hmm. Yes. We'll see if they uh, play better in their their upcoming game that we're going to get to here in just a few minutes. Their opponent, of course, is going to be a division rival. And that is the New York football Giants, who, although they lost again this past Sunday night against (laughs) Buffalo, uh, very controversial ending. Like, Darren Waller was absolutely mugged by Taron Johnson. I cannot Mm -hmm. believe a flag did not come out on this play. But at the end of the day, the Giants had um, first and goal or or second and goal (laughs) from the one-yard line at the end of the first half. And at the end of the game, and they got zero points combined. So is that on Tyrod Taylor? I don't know. I know Brian Brian Dable certainly thought it was on Tyrod Taylor. Gave him an earful um, in the first half because I guess they had like a run pass option. Tyrod Taylor checks to the run, and they don't have any timeouts. They give it to Saquon. Saquon gets stuffed. Of course, the Buffalo Bills defensive line isn't in a hurry to get off of him. They can't rush to get another playoff. They have to go into the halftime without any points. And then they drive all the way down, down 14 to nine. Buffalo Bills scored 14 points in the fourth quarter alone. But the, the Giants cannot punch it in, regardless of whether you feel it should have been an interference call or not. Giants Definitely. do not score a touchdown again. This is, the, this is the third or fourth game this year. They haven't scored an offensive touchdown. Not good for the G-men. But the defense played a lot better. Going into this game, the Giants defense was bottom three in the NFL. In sacks, takeaways, and quarterback pressures. They were one of the worst defenses in the league. But they go on the road to Buffalo, an explosive offense. Uh, they let, you know, Stefan Diggs get 100 yards, but it took them 10 catches. They held him in check. They shut down Buffalo's running game with James Cook, and they made Josh Allen look human. So, all in all, despite the Giants being one in, what were they, one in five now, and clearly probably out of the playoff picture unless they have a miraculous turnaround, 
I still, John, take away that the Giants impress me compared to what they've been doing in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, this was like one of the gritty kind of games that they played last year, albeit it doesn't end in their favor. Um, yeah. But I, I'm going to go back to something that I said like a couple of weeks ago. Like this, this season so far for the Giants is what I thought last season would look like for the Giants. Um, you know, just tough matchups. I mean, they're banged up too, right? Like, I mean, Tyrod looked respectable, but I texted you guys during the game. There are times Tyrod's definitely the age has crept up with him. Um, yes. and, and there were times where like, he's running the ball and he looks like he's falling down as he's running. Like he's like, yeah, definitely cement in his shoes. Um, it was nice to see Saquon get back though. Um, obviously they lean on him 24 carries, uh, for 93 yards. Um, so close to that hundred yard mark, he's the identity of their offense. They go as he goes typically. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall it was nice to see the giants fight. We were, very very hard on the giants last week um and they came out and proved that you know they do still have backbone and and like you said it was nice to see also see their defense get uh get a little bit more uh involved i guess i would say um still no sacks um but uh they play the commanders this week so if, if, it, if there's ever a team to get a sack against <laughs> um but no yeah I, so yeah it was like i said it was nice to see them uh kind of make a stand buffalo just a really good team and that's a tough place to play absolutely Luds, any thoughts on uh buffalo Bro, they kind of handled buffalo we were all watching that game texas I, I couldn't believe my eyes dude yes it was like a whole new defense right um, inspired yeah. just, just crazy yeah i mean and now, you know, now all of a sudden the Giants looked decent. And now, of course, Washington has to go in and play them. So it's like, oh, great. Yeah. They were terrible the first few weeks. Now all of a sudden they're playing a little better. And now we got to go in and play them. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that game this week. Uh, you know, Washington Giants, which we're about to get into. But uh, uh, thoughts on the game? I thought they got stuffed on the run a lot the first half. They must have made a couple adjustments and Saquon started finding that hole. Uh, ran the ball very well the second half, um, and they played well enough to win. You know, a couple calls didn't go their way. Uh, shout out to yeah, Slayton. I thought Slayton looked pretty good, man. He he mm-hmm. had some breakaway speed, and Tyrod made a few nice little like drop in the bucket passes to him. That he did. I was I was like, man, that was perfect timing, especially with him probably being on the second string. You know working with second string guys most of the practices right. and stuff like that it was nice to see yeah. a nice rapport uh with those two so uh that's someone you're gonna have to keep an eye on this week john is uh slayton he looked pretty good mm-hmm. yeah, slayton looked good wandale robinson i said want to say he had like mm-hmm. 65 70 yards and um mm-hmm. it was the most i've seen jalen hyatt get involved so like yeah. although the passing game wasn't like formidable by any means like it seemed to start to get some traction but maybe that was just because they enjoy playing with tyrod taylor rather than daniel jones i don't know daniel jones is questionable i'm not sure we'll get into that game a little bit more in just a second you practice today so probably on track on track to play if you're practicing on a wednesday um before we get into commander's giants i got an interesting um quarterback power rankings this week as far as i'm concerned jalen hurts coming off three interceptions you do not deserve the number one spot in the east feast quarterback rankings so number one is going to be blank, okay? Number one, blank. <laughs> Number Come two. Come on, you won't give it gotta, to my boy with three touchdowns, no interceptions. I'm giving him tied for second. No turnovers, Sammy. Stop getting sacked. You might get up to number one. Tied for second, I got Jalen Hurts, 
Dak Prescott and Sam Howell. Dak and Sam both coming off gutsy performances. They get tied for second. A uh, third place? I'm going to put – hell, I'm going to put Tyrod Taylor third, and I'm going to put Daniel Jones last because that's exactly where yeah. he belongs. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about Daniel and Tyrod's team. Most likely, John, uh, based on what you said, Daniel Jones will probably be back under center for the G-men, and the commanders are coming to town. And I just saw that. The officiating crew for this game that has been assigned to this game is the same crew that did not throw that flag. Remember that controversial ending last year? Of course, John remembers for Commanders Giants. Where was it? Was it mm-hmm. Dotson, John, who got mugged in the end zone and they didn't call it? Was that the receiver? Was it Jahan? It could have oh, been Samuel. I no, I. No, I think it was. It was either Terry or Jahan. I don't think it was okay. Samuel. But ter- terrible no call, and the Giants end up winning the game. And so I know the Commanders got revenge on their mind and. The way Sam Howell was playing, I know I, I have a fantasy football league where I have uh, Justin Fields, who is going to be out with a dislocated thumb. I just scooped Sam Howell off the waiver wire. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm inserting yeah. him in, into my lineup this week. Uh, I just, used him he's got about a, two weeks ago. He's, he's been serviceable, man. He'll get you 18 to 20 points, absolutely. But he got you got to cut down on the sacks. As, as you said, the Giants got zero sacks last week against Josh Allen. But that's because when pressure's on Josh Allen, he's going to do everything in his power not to get sacked. And – because he's got wheels, he's going to take off. He's a big athlete. Although Sam doesn't isn't the athlete of Josh Allen, he is quicker than you would think. So hopefully he, he can start using his athleticism a little bit because the Giants do have a formidable pass rush. Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Kayvon Thibodeau, they got some dogs that they're going to unleash on you. Offensive line needs to do their job. And you guys need to establish a running game, though, obviously. Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson both caught touchdowns last week. That was nice to see. But all in all, you guys really could not run the ball against Atlanta. So I'd like to see the commanders run the ball and give another 10 targets to Terry McLaurin. Please. And then give seven to eight each to, to Curtis and Jahan. What's what's that? Um, that? There's about, what, 25, 26 pass attempts right there. I think Logan Thomas um, this week, if you need a flyer at tight end in fantasy, is, is a decent play. But the Giants, to me, it's like, they're although they played so well last week, they still come out with disappointment. And I just think this is a team that seems defeated to me. Brian Dable, I think Brian Dable's a good coach. I think worst-case scenario... The Giants go three and thirteen. There's still no chance Brian Dable is on the chopping block. I could be wrong. No, but it's, it's, God, it's not Brian. Not. Yeah, I, I don't think it's this is a Brian Dable issue. But he's letting the, <coughs> the the poor play of the Giants. It's it's visibly affecting him. You see him cursing out Tyrod Taylor and Daniel Jones. It's getting to him, and I and I'm feeling like Wink Martindale is not doing a good job on that defense. I fear this team could be losing the locker room. And I think they're going to come out and they're going to play hard. Of course, this is a divisional game. And at one and five, you're still not out of it. This is the NFL. We still, we're still we're only a third way of the season. So this could be the turning point of the Giants' season. But for me, I think the commanders – I saw something last week. I saw a certain je ne sais quoi. I cannot describe it about Washington where I just think they're building momentum the commanders are two, two and a half point favors in this game. We'll see how Luds bets it. But I'm going to swallow the points with the commanders to go into the Meadowlands, get a tough road win, come right down to the end. I'm going to say 26 to 23 commanders get the W. How about you, John? Nice, dude. Um, 
Yeah, no, I agree with everything, kind of your wrap-up there on the Giants. And I've said it a couple of weeks in a row. I just – I see Dave Ball's frustration, like you're saying, and I, and I think kind of piggybacking off of what I've been kind of saying, the theme with them this year is that I, it's yeah, – I think he's getting frustrated because these are not – you know, it, he hasn't had his opportunity to really kind of put his stamp on, on the roster with, uh, right. with Joe Shane there. So um, I agree. I mean, don't get me wrong, boneheaded play by Tyrod, but like – you're the head coach you can't be losing your shit like that like yeah on a player in mid game right it's one thing if it's the end of the game or whatever but um so yeah i i think the giants like you said they're, they're going to be very happy with their performance um against the bills coming into this week um but i just in the nfl it's so difficult right any given sunday but i just think that when you look at the talent on these rosters and gosh dude I did this to myself last year too. Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm just selling myself here because Danny Danny Dimes, especially if he plays, is five one and one against us. They beat us. Oh tw- wow! Uh, yeah, they beat us once last year, and then we tied once uh, to make the playoffs. Right. So, but this is a different team. Um, I I I do think you know, Eb and Sam really do have a good connection. I like seeing the offense grow. I think we're finally kind of getting, uh, you know, into a little bit of a rhythm. I think this is going to be a season long process for us. Um, but I, I do think, you know, that touchdown to uh, Gibson that you mentioned, that was a, a play that had a little bit of like love, right? Like it wasn't just like smash mouth football. There's a little bit of design there. And that's what I want to see. I want to see us get the playbook opened up a little bit more. B Rob, I absolutely love dude. I, uh, I don't know if you guys watch Good Morning Football ever, but I submitted a, a little Twitter. Uh, uh, I did a, a Twitter uh, reply to uh, Kyle Brandt on that run um, just to be like, hey, angry runs for Brian Robinson. I didn't even check, actually, to see who, who won this week. But um, just him running people over, I, they need to get him the ball more. Um, I liked what I saw out of the rookie, um, Chris Rodriguez, who got some touches. Um, first time since, I think, week one. He's ripping off big runs. That guy nice. runs mean. He's tight. He's compact. We have talent in the run game, and we have not been utilizing it uh, to the best of our ability in these last couple of weeks. Um, I am I am nervous, obviously, again, because, you know, the Giants do have a very good defense. Um, I think that, you know, because they've been losing this year and it's easy to kind of poo-poo them, like – don't forget last year they had a very stout defense and a lot of times they relied on that defense to help them kind of grit out some of these games and sexy Dexy, when he gets rolling, like Mm -hmm. we talked about the giants, not really having sack production. I mean, and and we, it's, it's, it's a joke, but it's not a joke. Like bet on the giants to get like three to five. (laughs) (laughs) What's the over under I'll I'll go two and a half. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm taking the over on two and a half. Um, So, uh, hopefully we can avoid that. I think defensively, one of my favorite quotes, uh, and then I'll wrap up on us, but one of my favorite quotes uh, from the team uh, after the win in Atlanta, Benjamin St. Juice gets his first interception uh, ever as a commander. Um, so awesome for him. Um, and that was a big one. It was in the end zone, stole some red zone production from the Falcons. And in his post-game press conference, he was saying, sometimes shooters, when they're off, they just have to see the ball go in. Right. They just yes. had to see the ball go in to get themselves back into a rhythm. And he was like, now that we've seen that we can do it as a defense, it was just a nice reminder. And now it's time for us to kind of like 
we it was that confidence builder, right? So I'm hoping defensively we can come out here and take a stand, whether it's Danny Dimes or Tyrod Taylor. Neither of them, in my opinion, are good enough to beat this commander's team. Um, so, yeah, I would like to see the defense step up. Um, I would like to see us just blow the Giants out of the water, but I just can't. I don't have the cojones right now or the belief in this team to, to kind of like go there yet. Um, so I, I think it's going to be tight. Um, the over-under is only 39. Um, wow. Maybe it gets over that. I'm going to predict that it gets over that, but only slightly. Uh, I think, and I'm interested to see how Lutz sees this line because it's pretty close with the commanders being favored on the road. I'm going to give the Giants the points, but I think the commanders still win uh, 21-20. Tight game. It's NFC East battle. You know it's going to be tight, man. All right, Lutz, coming off of a 2-2 two and two week, so you're hanging in there. We've got the Giants' as home dogs. I've got I've got uh, New York Giants plus two. Commanders come in as the favorites. What do you see here? Yeah, I think I think the Giants showing some life last week, especially against a tough defense like Buffalo. Um, yeah. You know, we keep we don't want, don't want to forget. You know, Buffalo is a solid team. I mean, kind of a weird team this year. This year, though, I mean, they're kind of off and on. But re- regardless, uh, Washington's coming in off a hot win. Um, Atlanta, you know, let's not forget either. Atlanta's got a lot of talent on offense. So, you know, to be able to come out of there with a win uh, is huge. I think then traveling on the road, like I said, with some momentum, I'm right there with John. I got it 21-17, but I am going to take Washington in the points. Washington minus two, 21-17 in a low-scoring game. Washington minus two. Yeah, so we're all we're all on a tight battle. Yeah, I'd be surprised if, if any I think I said twenty six. I may have been shooting a little high on that. If any team gets to twenty six, they'll probably come out with a victory come uh, Sunday afternoon. All right, now let's wrap up our week seven preview. Of course, the Cowboys are on a bye week, as I said earlier. But we got the Miami Dolphins at five and one traveling to the city of brotherly love to play the Eagles, who are five and one. Guys, Philadelphia sports are red hot right now. I'm not sure if you see what the Phillies are doing. They mashed 10 nothing over the Diamondbacks last night. Bryce Harper, Trey Turner, everyone's hitting bombs. So, you know, Philadelphia is going gonna, is gonna to be nice and liquored up. Of course, they get all day to get drunk for Sunday night football. God forbid if there happens to be a Phillies game that afternoon and they go from the Citizens Bank ballpark over to uh, the Eagles stadium. But uh, we've got... The Eagles as uh, minus two. Eagles as two-point favorites in this game. Miami coming off of another, obviously, explosive week of offense. Tyreek Hill again goes for 100. I don't know, it was 150, 160. I know he's on pace to shatter the all-time receiving mark. I mean, we're only six weeks into the season. Tyreek Hill's already got almost 1,000 yards receiving. He's putting up video game numbers. And, of course, the number two wide receiver on the team, Jalen Waddle, he's finally found his stride. He's got back-to-back games with touchdowns. So you can't just double Tyreek Hill and expect Jalen Waddle not to uh, have a huge game. And, by the way, the Miami Dolphins are the number one rushing team in the NFL. I believe Raheem Mostert leads the NFL with 11 touchdowns already. That guy's been a fantasy monster for every, everyone who is smart enough to draft him back in September. Um, they did lose uh, – props to Lutz. <laughs> uh, and uh, they did lose sensational rookie uh, Devon Achan. Uh, he'll, he's going to be gone another two or three weeks. He'll eventually be back. Um, but they do have Jeff Wilson Jr., who is supposed to come off of the IR in this game. So they're going to have a formidable running attack. And I talked about earlier, uh, alluding to the fact that as the weather gets colder, 
a team like the Miami Dolphins might not fare so well. But I got to think of uh, the weather. Um, I'll actually check on the on the weather of this game, what it's going to be. But I would I would like to think in Philadelphia, oh, it'll be it'll 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 be cool. Um, but it's not it's not going to be any anything frigid, anything uh, below forty. I wouldn't think. So I expect Miami's offense to be explosive, and the Eagles' defense that they are susceptible. I have a lot of respect for Darius Slay. Darius Slay is a fantastic corner, but I don't think they're going to trust him one-on-one with an island with the Cheetah. So I think they're going to have to bracket coverage over to Tyreek Hill. And I would expect Jalen Waddle to probably have a good game. And as much as I respect the offensive, uh, excuse me, the defensive line of the Miami Dolphins, excuse me again, uh, the defensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles, I think the Dolphins with this rushing attack, because, I mean, you look at what Mike McDaniel, that guy is a genius. There is there is motion on every play. There is guys motioning left and right, and it, it, there, it, there's so much clever. Like, when I watch the Miami Dolphins and then I go turn on my Dallas Cowboys, it's it's, it's pathetic. Like, we we just look – we, we don't look anything like this offense. Like, the Dolphins are just they're, – they're, yes, yeah, they're just sure. – they're fun. They're sexy, man. They're the speedboat of the NFL, and uh, I, I expect this to be a track meet. Jalen Hurts. If you turn the ball, if you throw three interceptions in this game, you will lose. But as much praise as I want to heap on the Dolphins' prolific offense, I think Miami's defense is trash. They're supposed to get Jalen Ramsey back here sooner than later, which will help. But in the meantime, I think that the Eagles are going are going to get right on the offensive side of the ball. I expect um, the running game, whether it be Jalen using his legs, DeAndre Swift, Gainwell, Boston Scott, the whole slew of them. I expect a nice onslaught on that rushing attack. Lane Johnson is expected to play in this game, although it is still questionable. So I think the offensive line of Philadelphia will be dominant. And as I said, A.J. Brown, maybe a fifth straight game with 125 yards. If not, Devontae Smith was very hard on himself this past week. He had a key drop against the Jets. I think the Slim Reaper plays with a chip on his shoulder. I got Devontae Smith to have a big game. I think we got a good old-fashioned shootout in this game, fellas. I think it's going to be a fun Sunday night football game. I am looking forward to watching this game on Sunday night. We've got Eagles minus two. Let me check the over-under really quick, though, because I want to see what Vegas thinks. I think we're going to see some fireworks in this game. We've got 52. Ludge, damn, you are a, you are a Vegas sharp. You were one off on that. 52, <laughs> 52 total points. I've got the Miami Dolphins to go on the road. I'm probably just saying this because I want Philly to drop to two losses and have my Cowboys tied with them. But I've got the Dolphins to go on the road and get a victory. I'm going to go Miami 30, Philly 26. How about you, John? Dang, man. Hey, you were on the right track with the, with the weather here, Brian. Um, it's it's a little bit worse than I was kind of expecting this time of year. But So 60 degrees is the high. 46 okay. is the low. So it's going to be closer to that 46 number. Obviously, they're playing. Sure. Winds 20 miles per hour. Pretty steep. Yeah, yeah. two of them. So, so, yeah, wind, <laughs> wind, wind and, uh, and cold. That's not where the Miami Dolphins want to be, especially with the speed, nope. the speed rushing attack that they have, right? They've yeah. been so good um, this year, like you said, rushing the ball. Obvious, well, uh, obviously, uh, two has been really well. Really good uh, passing as well, but um, it's that speed that they have. points, bro. and Philly is really going to have to yeah. utilize um, their defensive just, ends just and their linebackers. Yeah. Um, Hassan Reddick, those guys can move, right? I mean, they're not 
four one four two speed like all these <laughs> these running backs and, and wide receivers that the Dolphins have. But um, they're going to have to really do a good job on contain because when these guys get loose, like any play, it's like they just – it's like Babe Ruth, bro. They're just calling their shots, it seems like. Uh, what uh, McDaniels was mic'd up, and uh, I don't know if they edited this, but they made it seem as though he called in a play and was like, yeah, and somebody was like, tell him to score on this play. And McDaniels then like is like calling in the play and he's like, yeah, hey, and also tell him to score on this play. And they're like, yeah, he's yeah, awesome. score a touchdown, I think. And then they score a touchdown. Or at Two least is our making a hold up in that. He's they, they are. They're having a great time. Like, they're vibing. I just think that it might be a little bit of a smack in the mouth, right? Like, they're out. They're having a, they're having a great time. They're down in South Beach. Their games are nice. They're warm. Um, they're going to come up to Philly. It's going to be a gritty game. The uh, the Dolphins so far this year, don't get me wrong, they've looked very spectacular offensively. But when they played decent teams, don't forget the Bills just waxed them. Sure, uh, like two or three weeks ago, Bills put up forty eight points on them, um, and the Bills have a strong offense. They have a strong quarterback. Um, the Dolphins have taken advantage of, in my opinion, some weaker teams. I mean, even if you look last week, maybe it was a little garbage time, but Carolina put up twenty one points on them. So. Yes. Um, Philly, I think is the type of team. I don't know if there's stats to back it, like with Dallas, like coming off of losses at this point. Um, but I think that they are a, they are a team that, you know, knows that they're good and wants to win and they're not going to be happy coming off of the loss. Um, I mentioned it in the recap, but like Philadelphia's offense and defensive line is like, it's, it's the basis of this team. They got to get the run game going against Miami, um, that will open up their passing game and, and leave you know, leave the game plan uh, to a minimum for Jalen Hurts, right? Like, yes, use your legs, play Philly football. It's going to be – the weather is going to be to your advantage. Um, I think it will limit the Dolphins slightly. Um, and then Philly's defense, um, like I said, take advantage when you can. These guys are fast. They're going to have explosive plays. You got to get your head back in the game. You know, you got to – you know, next play basically. Um, but I do still think, like you were saying, Brian, I think it is going to be – fairly high scoring because both of these teams have a lot of weapons on offense. So um, I think I'm going, I think it's I'm going to lean Philly, man. Yeah, it's a tough, this is going to be such a freaking awesome game to watch. So much fun, but I think I am going to lean Philly. I think Philly wins it with a late field goal. 31, 28. 31-28. Well, the Eagles do arguably have the best kicker in all of football. Jake Elliott mm-hmm. is, is an absolute is a weapon. So if, if it does come down to his leg, look out for the Eagles special teams to uh, take over there. John's got a tight Eagles win. I got a tight Dolphins win. Jay Luds, what say you? I think uh, the only way to keep Miami from scoring points this season is to do your best to keep them off sure. the field. And I think if Philly can establish the run game, Maybe get themselves to third and shorts, you know, third, third and three, third, three and third, four. You know, they can they can convert those those tough third downs, keep keep their offense on the field, and essentially keep Miami off off the field. So, and like you said, the Bills waxed them, so they are you know they can give up points. I think Philly is going to be pretty emotional coming off that loss against the Jets last week. They're at home. I can't remember the last time Philly's lost two games in a yeah. row. Um, so I'm going to stick with Philly this game. Uh, I'm going a little lower scoring than you guys. I'm going to go 28, 24, uh, Philly minus two. 
but it is going to be you know an entertaining game and i i think it will be close yeah it's going to be going to be great so ludge is swallowing with philly and swallowing with the commanders this week uh ludge you got uh any kind of upsets for us yeah there's a couple i really like this week okay. um the second one, depending on if someone's playing, but I like, uh, De- I can't believe this, but Detroit is an underdog this week to Baltimore. Wow. At Baltimore. Um, wow. You guys know I'm not a big Lamar Jackson fan at all. But yeah, and, and three points. They're giving the Lions three points. Detroit plus three. I like that. And um, I like Jacksonville plus a point uh, in New Orleans. A tough place if to play. Trevor, but I think it's if Lawrence Trevor Lawrence plays. Play. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I just I'm not impressed with the Saints this year. I mean, their defense is still respectable, but I'm not a Derek Carr fan. I don't think their offenses look great, and uh, I think the way ETN's been running the ball, I think Jacksonville could come in and win that game. Yeah, Derek Carr. Listen, was I'm just I'm just really happy that we're doing this on a Wednesday night, so that Lud's this might be the first time that Lud's <laughs> Thursday night prediction comes at a time where people could actually bet it. So if you're listening to this Thursday morning, yeah. get on it. This has got to be a hot one. It's coming in real time That's where true. you can actually bet on it. But pay attention yeah. to the injury I can't, I, that, if, uh, if Yeah, that Detroit game's got me stunned, though. I couldn't believe they were under. If, if C.J. Beathard is under center for the Jags, I would swallow the points with the Saints at home. But, that's yeah, that's a, that's a tough game. But if Lawrence plays, I like where heads at Luds and – I think we would all agree in the game. The game of the week is Dolphins versus Eagles. But in the one o'clock window, if you're looking for something to do Sunday afternoon, Lions at Ravens, that's a pretty damn good game too. Jay Luz, I know you're not a Lamar Jackson fan, but the guy's playing pretty well this year. His receivers just can't, cannot catch the damn ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's looked better this year. I, I, I just don't. He's not your guy. I don't know, man. He's not your guy. He's not my guy. That's dude. fine. Well, yeah. dude, I think we're all on the. We we all want to see Detroit do well. The fact that they right now are sitting at five and one, and the Eagles just are coming off of a loss. The Eagles have a tough game. The 49ers are coming off of a loss. They're playing on Monday night against Minnesota. Like, do not be surprised if come Christmas time we're looking at the standings and it's like, oh shit, Detroit's going to get the number one seed. The Detroit oh, Lions yeah. are in, are in play for the number one seed in the NFC. That has not happened probably ever. Not <laughs> even in the Barry Sanders days. I definitely, yeah. They, they're good I think team. they're a top five team right now. Agreed. Yeah, they're they're gritty, bro. They're, Aiden Hutchinson. It, you know what changed everything that they wanted? So yeah. They would lose these like thirty-eight to thirty-two, or you know, thirty-four to thirty-two games, twenty-eight to 26, 27, yep. You know, because their defense was good, but their defense has stepped up this year. I mean, they're making stops and they're pulling out wins, and they're just just a tough team. They're man. fun. Just, I like the yeah, Lions. I love football. That's the best. I like Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's the man. We'll be we'll, we'll be back next week biting kneecaps. We'll shit. We'll recap the Lions game because we like them so much. But we'll be back next week. We'll recap Commanders Giants big game, and of course we'll talk about Sunday Night Football. I'll miss my Cowboys this week, uh, but we appreciate all you guys listening. We'll be back next week with Week Eight of the NFC East. Feed. Feed.